Good morning, guys, and welcome to the Self-Healing Podcast, a podcast helping you thrive through your healing journey. I am Lue, and I'm your guide through this journey. Follow me on Instagram on L-L-A-L-A-L-O-E to get daily affirmations, meditations, DIYs, body positivity, and so much more. This episode is a recipe on how to not become a burnout. Here it's calling again life to my face. What if you could have prevented it? Would you have? When was the moment it was irreversible and what made it irreversible? And how could it have been prevented? Are all questions that I both have been asked and have thought a lot about in the years since 2016 when I became a burnout for the first time. Burnouts are an increasingly big deal as more and more people are becoming burnouts and there will be special burnout slash exhaustion syndrome episodes about what to expect if you are there right now, how to make life as a burnout more bearable, what is happening in the body and why and so on. But this particular episode will only be about how to prevent it. And after six years and two burnouts, I have finally figured it out and it was idiotically simple. It all kind of started to make sense when me and my partner spoke about it yesterday. He has had so many moments in his life where he would have been very likely to ram into the wall and become a burnout, but he has just barely made it every single time. I haven't released that episode yet, but a HSP generally becomes a burnout one to three times in a lifetime. He has as many of the genes as I do, and as a 100% HSP, you most often go through it three times. I've already done two of mine, so how has he prevented it? I am, however, completely ready for him to become a burnout as well. I really hope it doesn't happen, ever, but I statistically have to be ready. There has, since the beginning of our relationship, been something, though, that makes me think that he knows something that I don't. Because since we started talking about this, there has been slight differences in how we have handled some very small details. And it seems that those details were make or break. So, here it is. How to not become a burnout. The difference is that he gives himself time in the mornings, enough to feel his feelings, to check in with himself and his body, noticing how everything feels today, and then he goes on with his day of stressful things and carrying way too much without breaking. If we compare this to how I and many other burnouts have been living, we start our day with almost too little time, because that way we won't be able to feel how we are doing. Because if we do, we will have to slow down and become weighed down by our feelings. So, while I rush away avoiding my feelings, he is slowing down, embracing his. And that is the key difference. What am I telling my body while avoiding my feelings? 
I am telling my body that they don't matter and that there are other priorities that are more important than my body and my needs. I am slowly starving my body's need for reassurance and acceptance by not acknowledging what it is feeling and experiencing. What is he telling his body while listening inwards? He is telling his body that it matters and that its feelings matters and that it is the highest priority to feel his feelings and make space and room for feeling them. He is nourishing his body's needs and reassures his feelings and experiences and accepts his physical and mental state every single day. So what is the outcome of our different ways of handling our mornings? Well, when I am shaming myself for my feelings and avoid them, they will start going away. Literally, scientifically, my body will stop sending my vital signals to my brain, telling the brain that the body is hungry, needs to pee, needs water, needs rest and is tired or feeling sad. What I am doing by avoiding my feelings is that I am muting my body by telling it that its needs doesn't matter until it stops sending its signals that is keeping me alive altogether. This is the ultimate survival mode. A state you go into months before becoming a burnout. Okay, that is not fair. For HSP it can be months. For a norm person it is usually weeks just to get the facts straight. So if you are HSP, please don't pride yourself in hanging in there for months because that is telling your body that this is a good behavior. It's not. It's a toxic, awful way of treating yourself. So instead, break this pattern and start tuning into yourself and your feelings and needs and pride yourself for that instead. That way, you might save yourself from a lot of suffering and are creating healthy habits instead that makes your body stronger and happier, okay? And if you're a norm person, please be very, very careful if you are entering this stage, because in this stage, you have all the power in the world one day, and you can do all kinds of stuff, no matter how tired you are. And the next day, you suddenly can't get out of bed for months and it takes years before you can even manage to see your friends because of how exhausted your brain is from a simple conversation. So please, be very careful with yourself. And if a HSP tells you that this stage can last for months, that goes for their body type. Because they don't know how it works for your body. So don't trust them in that judgment. Make your own judgment, okay? Also, most studies about burnouts are made on HSPs, so whatever you read about it that doesn't match what you are experiencing, just know that your experience is equally as valid. So, I didn't mean to be yet another HSP telling you that that stage lasts for months. Sorry about that. So, we are supposed to be feeling our feelings and feeling our needs first. Because if we don't, we are way more receptive to disease and a lot of insane stuff starts happening that very quickly gets out of our hands. Technically, what I am doing by avoiding my feelings 
is putting my mind against my body, disaligning our goals. My body's ultimate goal is to get its needs met, get food, get rest, get sleep, get water. While my mind's goals is to achieve as much as possible as fast as possible. So what is happening is that my body and my mind is working against each other. And my brain will work constantly without resting, sleeping, eating, drinking and so on. Constantly with this beeping noise like tinnitus, which is the small and constant signals my body is sending to the brain regarding its constant needs, which I am not feeling. So even if I am resting, there are a bunch of other ignored needs to take care of, making my body even more filled with stress hormones and my mind constantly overstimulated. And what happens then? What happens is that the body is starting to break itself down and it will start to spiral faster and faster. If I don't eat enough because I feel like I don't have time to eat, it will have to start turning my muscle tissue and other tissues into energy for it to fuel itself on. And when I am thirsty, the blood becomes more concentrated, which makes the cardiovascular system work harder to efficiently pump blood. When we don't rest and sleep enough, we get higher blood pressure, memory loss, mood swings and weakened immune system. Do you see what I'm getting at? All of these things that could have been so easily prevented by just listening to our needs and taking care of them, instead results in needing massive amounts of energy to develop. And we have to keep going despite that, which is depriving us of even more energy. And this spiral just gets worse and worse and worse. What most burnouts die from is organ failure. And as you hear, this final state of survival mode is definitely pushing us close to that. Because our organs can only operate at this level for a specific amount of time. So it is actually a race between what is strongest, our mind or our body. I know that this is not fun to hear, at all. But this knowledge can save lives. If your body is the stronger part, it will keep you going, surviving under extreme pressure until its organs starts failing and then you probably die because you won't have time to seek healthcare. And you will also be so used to not acknowledging your physical or mental state. So when it happens, you won't really feel it. That way you won't really be aware that it's happening until it's too late. If your mind is stronger than your body, you will become a burnout. Your body shuts down right before it starts failing its most vital tasks. And that is what is saving your life. So if you are a burnout right now, or have ever been, thank your body and give it genuine gratefulness for its burnout, because it saved your life. And you are still here, which is the greatest gift of all. Take care of this opportunity, because you have been given a second chance. Please honor that, and never treat your body as badly as you have in the past again. It deserves more than that. You deserve more than that. 
So when I choose that path by just doing such small things as being late in the mornings so I can push down my feelings and not have to feel them, he is honoring his feelings, which makes them more prone to ask for stuff. His nervous system stays regulated and his body sends signals to the brain asking for things it needs when he needs them. So through stressful times, he is keeping a healthy and natural communication with his body, which makes them work together as a team towards their goals, which are staying aligned. That way, he can carry a big workload and make it work without as much sacrifice, making him able to do it again and again and again. And when he needs to, he rests to regain energy. Despite that, he still enters survival mode from time to time, which is completely natural, as that mode is there for our survival. And yes, survival mode is not a positive or productive state. It is a destructive state that is affecting our bodies and minds negatively. But it has to be there for our survival, and from time to time we have to use it to stay alive. The difference is that he, by feeling his feelings and feeling his needs, won't go into the ultimate survival mode. And as we just have heard, that one is a negative spiral that escalates very fast. That way, keeping himself away from burnout. So he can be close to a burnout, but as he never goes into the ultimate survival mode, he never really pushes himself off the cliff, which is the crucial part. Because when you push yourself off the cliff and into the ultimate survival mode, that is the moment it becomes irreversible. Or at least almost irreversible. So what I want to say with this episode is that the recipe to not becoming a burnout can be so tiny, so simple, that it is reduced to merely a detail. But this detail is so crucial, it could be the difference between life and death. Take a moment or a couple of minutes every morning to tune in with yourself before you take on the world. Ask yourself how you are feeling. Do you feel pain anywhere? What do you need? What is going on inside of you today? And if there are needs that needs filling, fill them. If there are feelings needing space, give them space and accept and acknowledge them. If there are thoughts wanting room, let them come through and think them and then let them go. It is so simple, yet so crucial. And it has to be in the mornings, because if we don't make it a habit to tune in with ourselves right away, we will have a way harder time doing it later. So by not doing it right away, we're choosing my way, rather than his way. And I just need to repeat this one more time. My way is the wrong way. Please, for your own sake, don't go where I have been. You don't want to go there. And whatever things you are achieving while being in survival mode, know that this can take years of your life and even result in taking your life. 
Honestly, people said this to me before my first burnout. They gave me hints regarding this, and I did not connect the dots. And when I did, I refused to listen because I so much believed this reality I made for myself, where my needs came last, and I had to be productive to be valuable. I accepted destroying my body, because deep down I knew that that was what I was doing. Because I genuinely thought that I didn't have time to take care of it. And that my school, work, friends and family's needs were more important. I thought my accomplishments were more important. But frankly, and yeah, it took two burnouts and almost dying the last time to gain this knowledge. In 80 years, I won't care if I made a lot of money or left a big legacy. I will care about still being alive. Still getting to wake up to a new sunrise and a warm cup of coffee, standing beside the love of my life, watching the magic of the universe unfolding in shades of orange and pink. And I won't give a shit about if I was fired from that job I had when I was 23 for not taking that extra shift. Do you get what I am saying? I believe this illusion that I didn't have time. We always have a choice. And by pushing myself into the ultimate survival mode, I deprived myself of that choice. We are just really afraid to make that choice before it is too late. Because the devil we are familiar with is less scary than the devil we don't know. My younger self did not get what I am saying. She worked her ass off as if she was immortal. Sometimes I want to slap her in the face to just get her to snap out of it. Sit her down and tell her all that I know now so that she could have made better decisions. But I can't tell my younger version that because we're not in 2016 or 2020 anymore. But I can, however, tell you and hope that you will make better decisions than I did. With that said, I don't regret it. I think my burnouts was a crucial part of my story. And I don't think I would undo them if I could. Because I am happy with what I made out of it. However, all people have to make their own mistakes. And I have to make peace with that I had to make mine. So, moving forward, remember to every single day, right when you wake up, tune in to yourself first, before tuning into the world. And that way, you will live a much happier life as it is boosting your immune system, creating a healthier relationship with yourself and your body, giving you an easier time setting boundaries as you know where your boundaries needs to be set by tuning into yourself, and also making yourself less prone to disease and other negative influences. Because making habits out of tuning into yourself can be your strongest asset in life. It keeps you grounded, it keeps you you, and it keeps you healthy mentally and physically. Every single day when you wake up, 
Start by tuning into yourself and filling your needs. Make it a habit. And teach your friends, kids and loved ones to do the same. Every single day, start by tuning in to yourself. Your 80-year-old self who gets to watch the sunrise will thank you one day. Do it for your past self that deserved better. For your current self that with this habit can conquer the world and achieve all of your dreams without becoming a burnout. And for your future self. Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye!